Hi, this is Rachel on Recover. We're back um, here with uh, Calvin Ling, and he's going to tell us a little bit about himself, and then he's going to answer some questions about chiropractic care and trauma. Hello, everyone. My name is Calvin Ling. Uh, I was born in Los Angeles, but my parents raised me in China because they believed it would be easier for me to learn Chinese and then English versus vice versa. Came back to the States for sophomore year of high school and uh, stayed in Columbus, Ohio for 10 years, went through high school and Ohio State with a microbiology undergrad degree. Then I worked as a medical translator as well as in a hospital lab for two years before realizing that I wanted to play a more active role in uh, helping people to get better. And uh, chiropractic just makes sense to me because my parents have had great results with going to a chiropractor and I resonate very well with the philosophy of the drug-free approach to healthcare. I'm still a chiropractic student and I'll be graduating from Logan University with my DC degree and a uh, master's degree in sports rehab, uh, rehab this December. Yeah. So chiropractic care is one of the um, safest drug-free, non-invasive therapies available for the treatment of neuromusculoskeletal complaints such as back pain, neck pain, headaches, and more. We're here to use hands-on, conservative, and minimally invasive treatments to help you restore structural balance, reduce pain, and overall improve quality of life. Research suggests that spinal uh, manipulation improves range of motion and generate neurological signals in the body, which would reduce pain signals. Okay, um, we're going to ask some questions. Um, tell us some symptoms that trauma patients come in with. Yeah, this is a uh, very great question because um, different individuals could present with different types of symptoms. Uh, what we see in a chiropractic clinic mostly is uh, musculoskeletal-based complaints, such as a lot of unrelenting pain or muscle tightness that just cannot be, cannot get relieved. And uh, there might be other manifestations such as um, excessive sweating, um, insomnia, or even too, uh, sleeping too much. Uh, almost, almost kind of in line with um, depression and other psychological um, issues that people might experience. And uh, it may also uh, manifest itself as um, digestive tract uh, imbalances such as um, constipation or diarrhea. So it really depends on what exactly the uh, patient is going through, what types of trauma they have experienced, and what work they have done thus far for uh, managing the uh, condition. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about why the body keeps the score in the back. Yeah, and I uh, love the quote, the body keeps the score. So the body is a very fascinating machinery in that it leaves traces of hints for what it has been put through. It's a machine built on reflexes. And with reflexes, the human body can adapt to its environment very quickly without a second thought. However, with that, we are sacrificing a lot of other um, potentially helpful um, 
mechanism. So when there is a prolonged exposure to a certain stressor, as an energy saving mechanism, the adaptive reflexes would become habituated and turns into a learned pathway. The body would then be stuck in this type of neurological habituation. The back on the human body is one of the places that chiropractors exams a lot and uh, we can use them to check for what the body might have been put through. For example, um, emotional stress or emotional uh, stress force can have a variety, like we mentioned earlier, a variety of physical manifestations on the body. And one of the uh, very common presentations would be muscle tension, which can be found in the muscles next to the spine or what we call paraspinal muscles. Or it could be the trapezius muscles right on top of the shoulders or really any other muscles in the human body, depending on the patient. I believe there's a connection between the uh, fight or flight response and the presentation of paraspinal muscle tension. When the fight or flight response is elicited, the body would then be ready, uh, would be getting ready for itself to respond to threat, whatever the threat may be. Thousands of years ago, it may have helped us running away from a bear. Yes. Nowadays. <laughs> yeah. So nowadays, threats take up a, a different form. It's no longer the uh, bear attacks or getting chased down by a tiger. But more so, it may be the rent is due in two days and there are, there's no money left in the bank. Or the car broke down and now you cannot get to work. So it's more like a, a real-life situation that is... Uh, being per perceived by our brain as a threat. So, I mean, even they are not life-threatening like a bear attack, the body still treats these scenarios as threats and will still trigger the fight-or-flight response and the cascade, starting with the increase of the cortisol level in the bloodstream, which will lead to an increase in blood sugar to provide us with fuel to run away from the bear and what have you, as well as an increased breathing rate to provide more oxygen to the system, as well as causing muscle contractions as a guarding mechanism as if the body is getting ready to be punched or mauled by a bear. Overall, the body can keep the score in an array of areas but the back has been a frequent offender because of how important it is. And um, that's how chiropractors would use to trace back to what the initial symptoms might have been. Okay. Um, tell us about trauma-informed chiropractic. Yeah, um, trauma-informed chiropractic is a um, specific approach that takes the uh, potential impact of trauma into consideration during a patient encounter. So we acknowledge that any type of trauma, let it be physical, emotional, or psychological, can all to a degree affect a person's body, nervous system, and overall health. So in the um, domain 
the most important principle in trauma-informed chiropractic would be a sense of safety or security, where the chiropractor should prioritize creating a safe and comfortable environment for the patient. It will require very clear communication, respecting the path of the patient, and establishing boundaries. And just uh, with all these, provide an overall sense of security during the visit. There are also other principles within the domain, uh, which include transparency, where the chiropractor would talk through how and why they perform any procedures. Decision-making or choice where the patient can receive more than plenty of information for them to make an informed decision for their course of treatment. Respect in respecting the patient's past and present and respecting their specific needs and preferences. Awareness of triggers, which kind of goes back to uh, ensuring a sense of uh, safety the triggers, depending on the individual, may be um, just a gentle touch or specific body positioning that may cause distress to these uh, trauma survivors. I believe there are more principles in uh, practicing trauma-informed chiropractic, but these are the ones that I can think of on top of my head. Okay. Um, tell us about... Uh what chiropractors can do to treat trauma. Oh, yeah. So basically, um, according to D.D. Palmer, the, um, the father of chiropractic, there are what is called the three T's in chiropractic as the fundamental principles of it. The three T's refer to trauma, toxins, and thoughts. So let's actually start with toxins because the other two kind of goes into what we can do for the patient. So for toxins, the chiropractor world believes that it is important to minimize the exposure to toxins that could affect the body's overall health. This can be ranging from dietary habits, environmental exposure to certain toxins, or uh, such as like water we drink or the air we breathe to lifestyle habits that may contribute to your overall health manifestation of an individual. In this case, chiropractors would pay, play a role in promoting a healthy lifestyle in attempt to enable the body to heal itself. So now moving on to the trauma this may refer to any physical, chemical, or emotional stressors that could cause misalignment or what we call subluxations in the spine. In the chiropractic world, we believe that these subluxations can interfere with the nervous system's ability to function properly, leading to disease or dis-ease and of the body, and eventually a pathology. If there is a musculoskeletal component to the issue, a chiropractic adjustment would be applied in an attempt to correct the subluxations or fixations and restore proper 
movement, motion, and nerve communications. The last T is thought. This principle highlights the mind-body connection in that thoughts and emotions can influence the physical health significantly. Proper stress management and mental well-being are considered critical components in maintaining overall health. So, with all that said, I'm sorry that the background information kind of took a long time, but circling back to your initial question, patients mostly go to chiropractors initially for a musculoskeletal complaint, and this is what we do best to um, to treat uh, the patient. Sometimes a direct chiropractic adjustment will do the trick. However, if we start seeing the adjustment not holding between visits, which means the patient says they are better after the last adjustment for a couple of days, but then the symptoms comes right back, then it means that the issue is not staying fixed. So that would make me think that there are more layers to the problem. So we need to start like peeling the onion a little more. The trauma may also not be brought up initially by the patient, depending on how comfortable they are with either the chiropractor or their past. But oftentimes, this may be a tremendous help for the practitioner to get to the root of the issue. So from then on, uh, for me personally, I would follow the uh, indicator systems uh, under the um, sacro-occipital technique and uh, CMRT to uh, fish for what I can do at that moment of time to bring the most uh, relief for the patient. So personally, I would treat the body and affect the psychological and emotional side of things from the physical approach. There are other chiropractors that are equipped with uh, more specific tools, such as um, NET, which stands for Neural Emotional Technique. So I personally don't know much about it, but from the readings and talking to the uh, colleagues that I've done so far, I believe it's built on the understanding that emotional stress has a strong physical physiological component to it and they would target the uh, what's called the neuroemotional complex as their center of treatment rather than the uh, classic uh, chiropractic adjustment approach. Okay. Um, tell us about CMRTs. Yeah, that's like the bread and butter for um, what SOT doctors do and what I do. And uh, CMRT refers to chiropractic manipulative reflex technique. This is a part of the treatment under SOT, also known as sacro-occipital technique, which is a branch of chiropractic technique, just like activator or Gonstead or applied kinesiology. So CMRT is a subcategory of procedures under SOT. And uh, CMRT refers to several specialized techniques to treat the internal organs 
such as your heart, your lungs, liver, large intestines, what have you. It is a specific set of procedures for each organ, and they are all different, to facilitate the healing of the set organ. The reason for performing these procedures is that each organ has its own neurological communication to the brain. The nerves will provide the brain with neurological feedback based on the state of the body so that the brain can adapt accordingly, such as increasing the breathing rate during exercises. There is an indicator system that the SOT chiropractors would use in determining whether there is an organ involvement in a patient. The CMRT procedure would then be applied in an attempt to interrupt the existing communication or break the habituation or habit that the brain-organ communication has stuck in so that we can uh, break the suboptimal habituation of the neurological pathway and establish a new pattern for the brain. It would also allow the organ to relax, resulting in an increase of function. The doctor may also provide nutritional counseling to take the effectiveness of CMRT to the next step for the patient. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, acupuncture for trauma patients. Yeah. So currently, I think um, from the uh, medical uh, society understanding, acupuncture has been recognized in its effectiveness for pain management and some other musculoskeletal conditions such as carpal tunnel syndrome. However, in China, it has been used for thousands of years addressing a wide range of conditions. Since every person is built differently, some might find uh, various levels of relief from the same type of treatment, such as acupuncture. So, by prefacing that, there's nothing wrong with trying acupuncture in managing emotional stress or trauma if that is the informed decision of the patient. Biologically, inserting needles into the body can induce stress reduction because it is thought that acupuncture would stimulate the release of endorphins and other neurotransmitters that would promote relaxation and stress reduction. So usually uh, what I would explain to the patient is that it's almost like a shock therapy where we are overloading the system in a short amount of time for a rebounding effect after withdrawing the needles. And acupuncture is also thought to regulate the ANS or the autonomic nervous system, which is in charge of the involuntary bodily function, including the um, digestion or the fight or flight response. So if you were to take the more holistic approach and talk in 
she CM terms or traditional Chinese medicine terms, acupuncture would redirect the body's vital energy, known as qi, and make it flow properly through the meridians, which can then calm the spirit as well as the body. Depending on the practitioner, the needles may be left in the patient's body from five minutes up to more than an hour. The session can be very calming and uh, almost meditative for some uh, patients. It's almost like a mini getaway from their like real life commitments. Okay. Um, is there anything else you would like to add on that? Yeah, so um, to speak more into the um, CCM side of things, uh, there are many layers to the... Uh, what, is it? What, what is T TCM? TCM stands, uh, stands for Traditional Chinese Medicine. Okay. All right. Because I think you're not talking a few too many acronyms. I, I think our listeners might get confused. Gotcha. My apologies. And uh, I think uh, during the uh, TCM or the traditional Chinese medicine talk, we also mentioned the um, uh, autonomic nervous system, which is thought to be able to have uh, an influence by acupuncture. And um, what I would like to add on uh, what I've established so far is that um, acupuncture, although there are many layers of the uh, traditional Chinese medicine system, the baseline for acupuncture is that it reharmonizes the patient's energy and reestablish the mind-body connection so they can feel more grounded for lack of better care. Okay. All right. Um, what do you do for self-care? Okay, um, as in uh, me, myself, or recommending for the trauma? I would say both. Both? Okay. So it kind of like goes hand in hand, really. So um, the three big things that um, I do myself and I always encourage basically all my patients really are meditation, awareness training, and breathing exercises. Because I found them to be most the most effective tools I have for self-care for myself. So there are as many stars in the sky as meditation methods out there. So the key for meditation is to really find what works best for you. For me personally, um, alternate nostril breathing and humming has been the most effective methods of meditation. And um, in awareness training, I found the um, doorway reset to be very effective. So our brains are wired in a way that every time we cross a doorway, like moving from one room to another, there is an attention shift taking place at a time. And the brain kind of do this um, soft reset to get ready for a new environment and new information input. What I do is basically hijack this mechanism 
to use it for in my advantage. Where every time I enter or exit a room or passing through a doorway, I will do like a mental reset and ask myself, okay, how am I doing? What's my stress score from zero to 10 real quick? It kind of brings awareness uh, within me so that at the end of the day, when I do more meditation and process my emotions as a way to manage the stress that way. And then the breathing exercise that I always suggest others to try out, which was the uh, alternate nostril breathing, happens to be a, a type of meditation as well. Or um, I think the um, Sanskrit word is Nadi Shodana, like that. And uh, which I believe it means something along the lines of flow purification. What you do, you would basically start with your hand like so, with your thumb out and your ring finger, pinky finger out, kind of making a V, that's that. And you will start with closing the right nostril with your right thumb while inhaling through the left nostril and then close the left nostril with your right ring finger and pinky fingers while exhaling through the right nostril. After that, you would keep the left nostril closed and breathe in via the right nostril and then breathe out via the left and then just keep the cycle going until you feel a relaxation or a calming sensation. So these are the three things I Okay. Um, how has working with trauma patients affected your faith? Oh yeah, so working with trauma patients has been a very humbling experience, a very great learning experience for me so far. It has taught me to respect a person's past and present and to not judge a patient's current health state, but to focus on how I can best facilitate the healing process for the patient. It is definitely very demanding at times, both physically and emotionally, when working with these patients, because the appointments usually take more than just a maintenance chiropractic adjustment. The cases are often more complicated and even establishing rapport with the patient might take a lot longer. I've learned that it is important for me to recognize my limit of power in helping these patients. And it's also important to work as a part of an integrative healthcare team with other healthcare providers, maybe PTs, uh, MDs, or um, uh, nutritional counseling people, or anything like that, in terms of um, to manage these patients for the best outcome. And um, it has definitely changed my perception of chiropractic and has uh, pushed the boundary for me a little bit in seeing what chiropractors and chiropractic treatment can do to help these patients who have emotional traumas, but with a manifestation 
of physiological stress. And by addressing these physiological issues have an reverse uh, effect on their emotional well-being. So it has been a very phenomenal experience for me so far. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Is there anything else you would like to add? No, I think um, that's all I have. And uh, thank you very much for uh, having me on your show. I hope I've provided some uh, good information regarding chiropractic care, acupuncture related to trauma patients and how we can best help them. And I would really encourage um, chiropractic care. Thanks for listening. This is Rachel on Recovery. Oh, um, Calvin. Uh, thank you for coming on. And always, uh, always come and listen to us on your favorite podcast platform or social media platform. And if you have any questions, uh, reach out to rachelonrecovery.com. And you can always subscribe to us on YouTube. Thanks. Thank you.